0: This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. And welcome into another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I am Brandon Spinner alongside my partner in crime, one of my good buddies, Michael Burns. Mikey, it's been a while. How you been, dude? We're, we're hanging in there, man. We're getting ready for some great bourbon and some great baseball times, my friend. Yes, baseball season is here. Spring training started, uh, but this is not going to be a an episode about baseball. We may chime in a baseball thing here or there, but today, it. this is dropping. This episode drops on March 3rd of 2023, which is known as Bottled in Bond Act Day. And bottled in bond is a big thing in the whiskey world. I think it's one of your favorite things, Brandon. I am a Bottle and Bond snob. I've got all the Bottle and Bonds that I own right here if you can see on YouTube. Uh I'm sure I have other ones that I haven't pulled yet either, but it's usually my go-to. I am a big Bottle and Bond fan. I know I've got an old Fitz 19 up there that I haven't cracked yet. I'm waiting on a special occasion. Flex. Alex, <laughs> a couple of E.H. Taylors there as well. But uh, this is Barrels and Barrels, Suburban of baseball podcast. Before we jump into the episode, I want to thank uh, a couple of listeners who've chimed in here over the last couple of weeks. A big shout out to Tiffany Gibson and her wife, Kristen Swilly, And also on YouTube, we've got Rob Sinclair, who is a subscriber. Same with Eric Hilmer, who's been a big supporter as well. So big shout out to you guys. Thank you. And you guys can subscribe on YouTube where you're watching us right now, hopefully. Or maybe you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. You can subscribe on all those platforms. We'd love to see you on YouTube as well. We're going to start to put out some uh, additional content that is just YouTube only. So head on over there. That is YouTube.com. At Barrels and Barrels Pod is the, uh, the handle there. And that's where you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. And while you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we would love to hear your reviews. Uh, We've got five-star reviews, but we want to hear some reviews itself. Like the ratings are great. We love the ratings, but we want to know what you think. What do you think we do great? What do you think we could do better? Uh, Because we want to make this the best experience for you. Uh, We're having fun so far. We had a great time with our last episode, didn't we, Mike? Oh, fantastic. Had plenty of
1: bourbon to try and brown water. Um, Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, James, uh what you may have heard in the Nashville Barrel Company podcast, there were some additional pours afterwards that uh were really incredible that we didn't do the podcast on because James James is an incredible dude. He was like, Hey, uh I got a Canadian I've got this. You've
1: got to try it. You guys wanna pull you guys wanna pull? I want like I he, mean, heck yeah, dude. Did, Absolutely. He was
0: like, It it, it, tur- it turned nineteen like what's today? Oh, it turned nineteen yesterday. I was like, Oh, He he's like, let's go let's go get some. I was like all right. And then he poured us the honey pour and, and it was a really good time. So again, go check out Nashville Barrel Company that's the previous podcast. Didn't expect and that at all. Yeah. Didn't
1: no. that, at all. And that was just awesome. I think it just shows what the kind of experience you can expect to get there. You know, if you if you really yeah. show you know, just and show an interest in his talk with them. I think they're glad to talk back with you and,
0: and share an experience with you. Yeah, I've even had some people ask me like about their barrel pick program. So hopefully they uh they go and join uh, the National Barrelheads over there. I know that there's a Barrelheads Facebook group uh, out there as well. But great time there. And if you're new to our podcast, go check out that podcast, National Barrel Company. We had a a live in person interview. It was the first time Michael and I had seen each other in just about a year. Uh, we were out in Nashville. Yeah, it's been so long. it Feels like that was already three weeks ago. Uh, but this is barrels and barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. We already introduced it. It's the bottled and bond episode because today, as this episode drops, March third is the Bottle and bond act. The Bottle and bond act was passed March third of eighteen ninety seven. Uh, so, which pretty cool. Did you know that this has been around longer than like food, like uh, food. Acts? Not longer than food, but uh, like longer than food regulation, like the FDA and all that. This started before all of that.
1: I think that's what's really cool is it's one of the first product regulated items by the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. That's what makes this so cool about that. It's not, it wasn't some other food, it was bourbon that was the first regulated item.
0: It was the first Consumer Protection Act, and it's not just bourbon. I don't know if you knew that. The Bottle and Bond Act actually is for all distilled spirits. So that's vodka, gin, whiskey, bourbon, rice, rums, even brandies. It's more common in whiskey because you don't age a vodka for four years. Um, and there's actually some spe- uh, specifications for vodka that if you're aging it, it has to be in some weird thing where it's not touching the wood.
1: Right. It has to be sprayed with something
0: yeah so very interesting but yeah a lot of people just think it's a bottle and bond whiskey and that's what it's for but it's actually for all distilled spirits it's just a lot more common for whiskey and for bourbon uh oh well, yeah i didn't even grab the corn whiskey i've got the mellow corn is a bottle and bond some of my favorite bottles are bottle and bond bourbons or whiskeys what's like
1: you can't go wrong I with bottle and bond. If you see a bottle and bond no. i mean that's that's why it came around the bottle and bond came mm-hmm. around is because the the in those times there was no regulation, and people were adding things to it just for color, whether it be tobacco, mm-hmm. iodine, and such.
0: Some of them were using gasoline to just like make the color of the uh, the moonshine look brown. It 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 was killing people. So that's why we have the act. Again, pretty important, 1897. uh, John G. Carlisle, who was a Kentucky senator at one point, he later became the U.S. Secretary of Treasury. He was like a big part of this, Mm -hmm. um, and he got a lot of his advice from the man, the myth, the legend, Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor. You guys might know him as E.H. Taylor who was a prominent Kentucky distiller at the time. He was helping uh, to fight for that. And it was really just to make sure the consumer knew exactly what they were getting when they got the product. They were getting a quality product, right? Yeah. And the big thing was a lot of people were adding these additives to their liquor because they didn't want to wait for it to age, right? Because waiting takes time and you're putting that investment out front and they want to get that capital right away, right? Moonshine, you had distill and get it out whiskey it has to age to color to get that flavoring so that's why people were putting flavorings in it that's why they were just putting whatever they could to change it uh and it was getting out of hand so the bottle and bond act was passed um on march 3rd of 1897 do you know what president signed it into law sir abraham lincoln whatever (laughs) he was a great president you know (laughs) yeah uh grover cleveland um and it was actually one of the last good old grover huh it was actually one of the last items of business he did because he retired from presidency the next day march 4th of 1897 uh are you giving history and, lessons over here too brandon that was a, was yeah. he a president that retired he wasn't well no it was like the end of his term but that was the only president who served two non consecutive terms and this was his second term uh which lasted from uh, 1893 to 1897 uh but yeah So Cleveland uh, was the one who signed that into ACT. And since then, we're on year 126 of this. Uh, The popularity did dip into the 60s, 70s, and 80s because a lot of people were going for the lower proof juice. And that's one of the things with bottle and bonds is that there are some stipulations. Not just you can't add coloring or anything. Um, The big one is it has to be aged in a federally bonded warehouse for at least... A minimum of four years. So not all these are four years old. Like this Old fist is eight years old. Uh, this McKenna 10 is 10 years old. I uh, don't know how the uh, Old Forrester one is. I'm assuming four years old if it's not mentioned on the bottle. Usually that's how that is. If, right. if it doesn't say, I know the Ben Holiday is six, and so is the Bardstown. I don't know what the early times is, but I'm assuming that's four because I don't see a big... Age statement. Yeah, Yeah, an age statement. Usually, if it's not got an age statement on it, it's probably four years. Bottle and bond.
1: I keep saying bourbon because we're talking about bourbon here. But let's say bottle and bond. Bourbon cannot have any additives or flavorings except water to get it proofed down to, I want to say to 100. But I think there's some stipulation about does it have to be 100, Brandon?
0: So. I've seen that it used to be just 80 for exporting, but now it actually is. It has to be 100 proof. Okay. It has to be 50% alcohol by volume, which is 100 proof. So that is one of the other stipulations. And another one is it must be a product of one distillation season by one distiller at one distillery. So in distillation seasons, they break them down spring or fall, and that's January through June or July through December. Um, so usually, uh, it'll tell you on the stamp, which is another cool thing. Uh, so this old fits was spring of 2013. It was bottled in the spring of 2021. Um, so that's on the stamp, which not all these bottles have stamps on them. Um, and that's another crazy thing is it used to, and I I love the ones that do. And you mentioned that too, like Henry McKenna has got a, got a stamp on it. That gives so it a with, feel to me. Like mm-hmm. if
1: if it doesn't have it, it says bond and bond. Yeah, that's cool. But that stamp really oh, yells yeah. out to me. And it used to be required, um, but as the as the federal stamp on bond and bonds, but now it's not. I wish, wish that was kind of still a thing. That's a, mm-hmm. okay. it. It yeah. sets a precedence a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's a really cool part of that. Um, but not all of them use it anymore. And I understand if it's not required, you don't have to use and cost more money to make new labels right uh and probably all I'd the put, time put
1: on most of them by hand
0: probably <laughs> yeah so really cool i love the bottle and bond president uh like you mentioned bourbon but it's just for all distilled spirits i've been noticing there are some bottle and bond rums starting to pop up so <laughs> those will be something just I in time I for would the hot months give it a try yeah just i like in to get into rum the hot, in the hot months. months with captain jack sparrow <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we are gonna go with Father of bottle. Self.
1: Yeah, the Colonel himself, the father of bottle and Bond. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually uh, his title. So, I just made that, you know, threw that out
0: there right there on the spot, but. So we're gonna go with the Small Batch, uh, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, uh, which is a really hard to find bottle nowadays. Unfortunately. Uh, unless, unless you're in an area that gets a lot of it, but most of the time, no. So it comes in a nice tube, uh, and then the bottle. It's a beautiful bottle. Uh very elegant.
1: It stands out. When you see this this tall yellow bottle, it, you know what mm-hmm. it is from a distance. You're cracking yours open for the first time, right? I do have a fresh crack. I finished my, you know, one uh not too long ago and now I'm I'm into a new one. So here's a fresh crack of one of one of my favorite bourbons. Yep. Yeah. Can't go Just wrong. Just a small batch. Yeah, yeah. actually I've I've only ever owned the small batch. I've tried the barrel proof, which is fantastic. Just in samples, thanks to my fantastic neighbor over here. I haven't had a single barrel, which my neighbor claims is his favorite.
0: I'll got one of those on the shelf. It's really good. I think it's better than the small batch.
1: So I'm tempted to trade a bottle I have for a single barrel. But I am so indecisive, I can't pull that trigger and just do it. So here we are the H Taylor small batch Let's get there you Let's, go get this porn and this
0: so as Michael's pouring it uh, another thing to point out about the bottle and Bond Act, I mentioned it has to be at a federally bonded warehouse for a minimum of four years. Um, so the government basically just makes sure that that's continuously being aged there, but they get taxed um, they get tax incentives from this. they don't get taxed on the product until after it's bottled. So yeah, they don't have to pay taxes on it until it's done. It was a way to like save money in a way and they right. get tax incentives from all of it too. Um, so you've poured the the E.H. Taylor.
1: And I've, I've learned you gotta pour in, the, in these glasses, I'm still a big proprietor of drinking bourbon, quality bourbon out of Glencairn, something with a tight mouth there. Because if you let it then pour it and then let it sit in this glass, the aromas really build mm-hmm. compared to a, a, a wide mouth glass. So, Brandon, right? I mean, you smell this thing and it's Buffalo Trace. You, you smell Buffalo Trace Nashville. <laughs> yep. That's what you get right yep. away. There's no hiding it. There's no hiding hiding the Buffalo Trace no. aroma. It It is its own name. It's a it's, a, it's a quality product. Yeah not in my opinion i think a lot of people's opinion
0: yeah well <laughs> you go look any day and there's lined out the door trying to get whatever the product is of that day
1: and paying two to three times sometimes
0: yeah is the eh taylor brand the only bottle and bond that they put out at buffalo trace i think it is
1: buffalo trace is not eagle rare is not stag is not no. yeah it's no? the only bottle and
0: bond. So it's the only bottle and bond. I know I will say Heaven and Hill. Heaven and Hill. Yeah, I right. will say Heaven. I do it all the time. Uh, Heaven Hill is probably the best bottle and bond producer, I would I would say. Like half of their products seem to be bottle and bond.
1: So you think you, you say best as in just because they put out a lot of them, or you think their well, bottle I'm, and bonds are,
0: are good? I, I would say their bottle and bonds are very good. Which ones are the yeah, I know you that? don't like Heaven Hill bottle and bond, but they – uh have McKenna 10-year. They also have the Old Fitz line, uh, which is basically the Larceny Barrel Proof.
1: Which is a great great bottle. bottle. Great bottle. Underrated um, bottle.
0: They've got J.W. Dant, I believe. They also produce J.T.S. Brown bottle and bond. Evan Williams bottle and bond, which is pound for pound. One of the best bottle and bonds, I think. Which one? Or, but J T S Brown? Mi- ev- you said? No, Evan Williams oh, bottle Evan Williams. and bond. Okay. Evan White label. That's $16.99. Oh, it, it knocks it out of the park for $16.99. That's also a Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond product. Um, Mellow Corn. Uh, so they've got a list in a variety, yeah. and I think they put out a great one. Bargetown's new one that just came out earlier this year. Their uh, Weeded Bottle and Bond is great. Just was at New Riff last week with Jesse, Jenny, Chris, and Michael. Uh, you guys all know them as Cats Cocktails and Conversations, at Lady in the Bourbon, and at 1311MISC, which is Michael. Uh, we were all out there at uh, New Rift. They've got a great bottle and bond and heard great things about the early times. So uh, there's a lot to venture with. I love these bottle and bond offerings. They're all different. They're all unique. But they all come in at 100 proof. Another great one that I love is one that you just picked up a couple seconds ago, uh, and we're looking at the label, that chat bid.
1: this is the i have the 2017 that you got me and then i finally bought a bourbon of my own that instead of having oh. someone else pick it up for me and this is the 2018 chad bib <laughs> i mean let's say last year's chad bib that you picked up for me yeah. this taylor you picked up for me yep that maker's mark um, over there you picked up for me Yep.
0: This just how i roll What do you get on the nose off the uh, the Taylor? Like the notes itself? For me,
1: it's it's caramel. I uh a a caramel that uh, it's that signature Buffalo Trace caramel note Uh is what I get. It's a it's a sweet note. And actually, when I was first getting into bourbon, I thought this was too sweet. Buffalo. Well, not this Taylor. Buffalo Trace. I was like, I I had had maybe like four or five bourbons at this point in my bourbon tasting career. Your career, my career, and your uh, lifehood. Yes, and I remember I was like, it was like four roses, um, from Royal Apple, um, Elijah Craig, um, and Knob Creek. That was the only stuff I really had. And then when I got to the Buffalo Trace, I thought it was so like sweet because it is. I think it is sweeter, and it, but it's that yeah. it's their signature flavor, and it's phenomenal, in my opinion. I
0: get a lot of like um. Vanilla frosting, like a cake frosting, yeah, which is on the sweeter note,
1: right? But vanilla frosting, that's caramel. A, that's the left nostril. What about the right nostril for you?
0: Yeah, some some fruit, definitely some darker fruit on this, um, but really the uh, the traditional bourbon notes right off the nose, right? Like, right, just very sweet, um, not overpowering. I mean it smells not, like a hundred proof. Not
1: too corny, you know, it's just, it No. I just took a sip to get my mouth to the mouthfeel. For a second I forgot we were talking Buffalo Trace so much I thought we were drinking Buffalo Trace. I was like, damn, that's that's a little hotter on my first sip <laughs> than ninety what,
0: ninety three. I might be right. No, it's ninety. Ninety three is Blanton. you're thinking Blanton's ninety three. Uh, okay. Uh,
1: which is that's a Buffalo Trace product
0: basically, isn't it? Blanton's is, yeah. Yeah. It's a different mash bill, high rye mash bill or higher ride. so off the palate what do you get all
1: right well i've got my acclimated sip pour I mean hmm and again this is to me it just it covers everything this is a, a bourbon bourbon right this is a, a bourbon's bourbon right here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i get that buffalo trace caramel i keep saying it, but caramel I do get the, that finish. It isn't o- more oily, but it's not a light oil mm-hmm. um, type of texture. Where some some stuff can get syrupy at the lower proof. I think if you when you get to the 80s and 86, uh, there's a couple of them um, that I just don't enjoy for that reason. It's too heavy. It's too syrupy. And this isn't. But then the problem is on the other side of the spectrum. When you get oily, it doesn't sit in your mouth. Then you you do the chew. You you swallow the bourbon, and then the flavor's gone because it's so light. And I think this is on that lighter side, but it's such a good flavor that it sticks around.
0: Definitely. It's got, it's got I, enough
1: of a heavy flavor.
0: So I get the oak for sure, cherry, um, and caramel. There's a little leather to it to me. Even some honey came through and uh, a bit of white pepper. It became more of a uh, an oaky cinnamon for my finish. That's what I thought with, um, it's not overpowering at all. No, uh, it's a bottle and bond, So it's right at 100 proof. So you're not going to have that big tingle like you normally would. And it's not thin like a, a lower proof pour. Right.
1: I think it's, yeah, it starts out with that sweetness. And then like you're saying that, blo- that, that pepper at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's not a burning pepper. It's, it Mm-mm. it brings everything together.
0: Definitely and definitely get the wood notes out of that as well. So I was going to say on our rating system, the barrels and barrels of bourbon and baseball podcast rating scale, this is one of those like I guess normal bottles. Like we've had different special even limited releases or uh bottles that you can't really find all the time. But uh this is one of those that is just like a traditional bottle. Uh so, I think that might be our first one that we've rated that way. Do you know what I'm saying? More of a more of a rather than a um well everything we've done as of late has either been something way different or like a limited time offer right yeah. like it's uh, this a limited is, release this this is, is something a, you theoretically should line. be able to find every day right? right yeah it's a consistent product line that's what good call so where do you rate that on our barrels and barrels of bourbon and baseball podcast rating scale um being that
1: this i mean this is the go-to for me i will I will if I see it for the right price. I will always buy it. I don't care how many I have. Um, the fact that I only have this this one now. I don't, this this was my backup. Um, but mm-hmm. anyways, this is this is one of my favorite pours because it's classic. It's got all the flavors that you look for in a bourbon. Um, this this is absolutely an all star for me.
0: All star. There it is. Hey now, you're an all star. Play it. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> we don't have the soundboard yet, so I'm going to have to give my own sound effects. But there it is another all star from Michael Burns. He, uh, the the Taylor, the Colonel himself. Small batch. uh This is the lowest of their line. They've got several different offerings, um, but this is the more wider available with quotation marks. Right. Um, because it's a Buffalo Trace product and it's hard to find nowadays. I'm going to go everyday player. Um I think that there's better juice out there, but I do think that this is solid. It's an everyday kind of guy that you're going to go to. Uh, I do want an extra. I have two or three extras maybe depending on I uh, know. I've got two extras and then one single barrel uh of the four behind me. So, yeah, I'm going to go everyday player. It fits in the lineup. It's going to be a consistent player maybe an all-star if it's a single barrel or if it's a different version of their line Uh, warehouse C there's four grain there's also uh, I believe they've got the um, the seasoned wood uh, the one the the biggest unicorn in the world for a meteorologist the tornado surviving uh, EH Taylor which is only $8,000 online right now so uh, yeah if any of our fans <clears throat> ben uh would love <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh send a sample if they've got it i don't know if he have got it. i know the one who would have it uh is probably not even listening to us it's dan it's at heavy bourbon on instagram he's got all the taylor uh but it's not just taylor that is bottle and bond as we mentioned there's a ton do you have a favorite is it eh taylor is that your favorite bottle and bond? I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, yes bottle and bond this is probably my go-to bottle and bond uh, if I
0: had to pick, man, that's tough. Oh, I know which one's your favorite, Brandon. It's I'm, it's it's I'm, Old Fitz. I'm probably gonna go the Old Fitz Eight. Um, I know you don't like the Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond. I enjoy that one. I've had several bottles of McKenna. McKenna. The only reason I don't love it is because it's very inconsistent. Because it's a single yes. barrel yes. as well. Um, so you can have some bomb McKennas, and then you can have some bomb. I had exactly
1: my first one. I don't even, actually, I don't, it wasn't McKenna. Actually, yes, it was McKenna. My first one was Bomb. My second one, I was expecting it to be Bomb as well. And it wasn't mm-hmm. bad, but it wasn't Bomb.
0: No. That's the receipt yeah. with so, single barrels. Like you yeah. do
1: with, the, with, you're talking about with the Taylor. You're saying, yeah. hey, the Taylor yeah. might be better.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I'm going to go with Old Fitz, 8-year. That's probably the best bottle and bond I've had. But uh not to crack the 19. Uh, I'm sure that'll be solid as well. I do have some trivia for you. Since are talking about the Bottle and Bond Act, eighteen ninety-seven, let's go with some baseball here, Mikey. Who won the baseball major league championship in eighteen ninety-seven? In eighteen ninety-seven, the same year as the, as the
1: Bottle and the Bond Act. The same
0: year as the Bottle and Bond Act. The first season after said act was passed. Knowing that there was it wasn't list. the World Series yet, because the World Series didn't start until nineteen oh six.
1: Do you have a list of how many teams there were? I believe there were twelve. There was twelve. I want to say the Reds were one, one of the teams. The
0: Reds were in the league at that point, point. Yes. and the Cubs were in the league. Cubs would have been in the league.
1: I'm, I'm, I want to say the Reds, just for the sake because of where you live, but the Cubs back in the day were the team. So I'm just gonna go with the Cubs.
0: So it is not. Um, I'm gonna look at the list of the standings here. There were twelve teams. Uh, the team that won the regular season was not the team that won the MLB championship that year. That was actually called the Temple Cup back then. It was the Baltimore Orioles who won that series over the Boston Bean Eaters in a series of four to one. Now, the Boston Bean Eaters were actually the ones that won the season standings with 93 wins and 39 losses. The New York baseball Giants were in third. The Cincinnati Reds in four. The Cleveland Spiders in five, the Washington Senators in six, our Lowly Cubs were in ninth. The other teams that still are around had the Pittsburgh Pirates, Philadelphia Phillies, and then there was the Louisville Colonels and the St. Louis Browns. The other teams I sk- skipped over the Brooklyn Bridegrooms and the Pittsburgh. Uh, I said the Pirates already, didn't I? Yeah. The Chicago Colts, actually. That's what the team's name Who? was. The Who Chicago came up Colts. With those,
1: the Bean Eaters and the Bridegrooms?
0: Uh, The Bean Eaters, yes, which actually ended up being the uh, Boston Braves, I believe, for a short period of time before they moved to Milwaukee and then ultimately Atlanta. So the Boston Bean Eaters were the the Atlanta Braves, yes. Um, So that's your uh, baseball trivia. We are here in baseball season. Spring trainings began, so you can expect more baseball content here on Barrels and Barrels of Urban and Baseball Podcast over the next couple of weeks as we're getting closer and closer. We're now in March, opening day. I can't believe it's March already, man. Can't Dude, believe it's March Four weeks
1: from today, opening day. Get you and well, fa- fantasy baseball drafts are getting. You know, get people yeah. are getting ready for that. We always wait towards opening weekend to do that for injury sake. But man, this is one of the most exciting times of the year for fantasy baseball.
0: Yeah, Fantasy Baseball. Michael, have some more stuff on that on our Instagram page, which you can follow us on, Barrels and Barrels Pod. Also, Facebook, Barrels and Barrels Pod. We're on Twitter, Barrels and Barrels. And find us on YouTube. We'd love to get you to subscribe. We're nearly to 50 subscribers. That's a milestone for us. We're at 48 as of this recording. Just go to YouTube, type in Barrels and Barrels Pod, and you should find us. We've got T-shirts I'm wearing on. You're watching on YouTube. You can find that, Barrels at com. Michael, where can we find you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, BNB, like Barrels and Barrels, BNB underscore Burns. And I am at Whiskey underscore Weather. We've got more baseball content coming up. The World Baseball Classic will kick into gear here soon. We'll have a Bourbon 101 at some point and more bourbon and whiskey reviews coming down the road, maybe even some scotch. There's a tease. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. We would love, 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 please, if you could just rate us and review us on Spotify or Apple. uh, And we'll give you a shout-out if you do give us that review. And uh, subscribe on YouTube, and uh, you might get a shout-out as well. That has been another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast, the Bottled and Bond podcast. Bottled and Bond! The Bottled and Bond act. One of my favorite acts. Thank you for listening. Michael, any last words for our friends, families, and viewers? Let's go!